Hello, my name is Kip Harry, Conference Director at Cambridge Health Tech Institute, and today we have a special podcast for the upcoming Strategic Alliance Management Congress, May 5th to 7th at the Lowe's Philadelphia Hotel. We are very excited to have one of our distinguished speakers during the event, Dr. Terry Melez, Associate Professor of Medicine and at the Rady School of Management. She's also Assistant Vice Chancellor of Industry Research Alliances at the University of California, San Diego. Terry is joining us via phone. Terry, how are you today? Good, thank you. So, Terry, you've been uh, successfully fostering and managing academic industry partnerships for some time now. Now, beyond the increase in collaboration with industry, what changes have you noticed with these types of partnerships over the past decade? Yeah, so great question, Kip. There's really been fundamental changes. So prior to 2001, I think partnerships were mostly viewed by life science companies as a way to kind of test out innovation without having to front the cost internally. However, oftentimes, the ROI on those type of investments was not high. So money was exchanged and to some extent resources, but not a high level of communication. What's really changed fundamentally is that pharmaceutical companies have noticed that the cost of developing innovation internally is really quite high with a low return on investment with returns of new entities that are going for FDA approval. And so they have really realized that one of the ways to reduce that is to do it via collaboration. So that changes the game. It really means that now when they are talking to universities, it's really right aligned with their core business of the company. And that means that the interests are aligned. So there's more discussion now together about where the aligned interests are, where are the resources, what can we do together, joint governance, joint steering committees, and milestone-based but not, again, not service. This is really understanding, you know, what are we going to do together? What's the best way to do it? And how can we be successful at it? So very, very different landscape from what existed prior to 2001. Now, Terry, these partnerships are innately difficult. And I guess over the course of time, some best practices and frameworks have emerged to manage them. But what challenges still exist and are harder to overcome right now? So I would say, first and foremost, is despite the plethora of collaboration models, many of the most successful models still don't provide the type of open access to data or resource sharing, and that protective approach to data management limits innovation. So I think we've gotten very good at the short-term piece, which is what are we going to do tomorrow to advance X? And I think what we need to work more on is the longer-term approach with the real possibilities for innovation, and that means an even more openness, as I was saying, in terms of data sharing. And I think the continued development of these kind of open alliance or business models are going to be critical, if not more crucial than the actual technology development, if we're really going to sustain highly innovative collaborative structures between industry and academia. And my hope, and I think the hope of those involved in these collaborations, is that type of open two-way dialogue is really going to open research collaborations that are going to lead to the development of new paradigms with how we approach disease treatment. Second, I would say, is there's turnover at companies, especially the landscape these days. And those changes in leadership can really provide challenges to the flow of the collaborations and can do serious damage to what companies will do with universities going forward. I have seen companies manage this well 
and respectfully by really uh, having their alliance team reach out to partners and say, okay, you know, we've committed to this. What do we have ongoing? How can we back out of this in the most respectful manner? And I've seen others were exercising our clause for termination. So I think there has to be more mindfulness on how do you end a partnership, especially when there's changes in leadership and what's respectful. I know we've talked about that a lot, but I think in practice we still can do a better job. And finally, I would say that in terms of how we think about incentives and awards now that the game has changed, in other words, now that we're co-developing and there's no kind of clear dominant player, we really need to think about how the business model incentivizes and rewards know-how from academia. I think before it's been very lodged on composition of matter, intellectual property, but there really is know-how that's coming in as a team it's really important to recognize that if we're going to have these kind of joint development efforts. So those are the three areas I think that that we probably could work a little harder on. Terry, I'd like to switch gears a little bit here. So you're chairing and leading a panel discussion, it looks to be a good one, entitled Optimizing the Impact of Academic Industry Alliances on Innovation. What do you hope the panel you've put together will be able to tease out and convey to attendees? I think this is going to be a really stellar panel, and I'm really excited to hear this particular group of people interact. And I think the question, again, is over these open business models. So I think we all talk about wanting more innovation, more alliances, more open innovation in particular, but we also have to be aware that our current average legal framework is protectionist. And we want to start the dialogue about learning from some of the new pilots that have been done Um, with companies and universities about how to enable open innovation by incentivizing and rewarding the team, and then also how we think about the value of IP assets and how more value can be gained actually by conversations in these partnerships. So we've got great people. We have Anthony Marshall, who's really the global CEO study program director at the Institute for Business Value of IBM. So he knows what companies are thinking, and he's been able to show that outperforming companies really do alliances well. So getting an understanding from him about that will be great. And then we have the opportunity to have legal with us. Noah Leibovitz, who's a partner at Simpson Thatcher, and I think he's going to be also talking with us about these legal frameworks and some novel things that have been done. And Yvonne Tran, who's general counsel at Schrodinger, who's a clinical research organization, and some of the more exciting things that they're able to do actually in conjunction with venture capital. And finally, Van Kaz, who heads external innovation for the West Coast for Sanofi. So I think this is going to be a very exciting conversation about you know, how we get on the ground to the type of open business models and legal framework that are really going to enable us to have the best innovation in these alliances. And Terry, we always end these podcasts with an outlook, and certainly you're in a great position to talk about this. What is your outlook for the ways in which these partnerships will continue to evolve? Well, I'm very excited. I think, you know, I've seen the transition from scientists who really wanted to do things and innovate together and being limited by the business models and the business folks, and I've seen that come together over the years such that business is really very aligned with the therapeutic units and science and the companies. And I think we're going to continue to move forward, as I was saying, in terms of now getting legal on board to help us 
even further advance these innovations. So I think we're going to continue to share more, talk more, and innovate together more. I think academia is going to need to continue to move towards ways to promote and recognize this fact. And, and we need as universities to celebrate our closer relationships with the private sector. That means recognizing for faculty when they start companies, when they you know file patents, that when they bring in major partnerships from industry, that these are all as important for their promotions as it is to have federal grants. And to see it, and, and for us also on both sides, it's not just about money. Money's important. Without money, you can't do much. But the idea really is it's a chance to have an impact on the thinking of those that ultimately will develop our technologies and ideas at an earlier stage. And there are many resources that we would need to fund that we actually can get in working close partnership with others. So I think conversely, we'll learn more about what companies need from us in order for us to be more successful in developing our ideas and technologies for the public sector. So I'm very excited about the opportunity, and I think we've come such a long way, even, as I said, from 2001, and I think we're just going to continue to do that in the future. Fantastic. And I think with that, we'll wrap up. And Terry, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And thanks for your time. And we certainly look forward to the upcoming panel discussion you're leading at the Strategic Alliance Management Congress next month. For those listening, thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you at the conference. Bye.